Welcome to the Emmanuel Baptist Church Podcast. We pray that the sermon you're about to hear would be useful as you grow in your love for God and your love for His church. Now, here's today's sermon. Well, if you would go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 4, the tail end of it. We will be looking at the last 10 verses of Proverbs 4, and I think it's really the seventh letter of, I said 11, I I know um, typically most would say there's 10 letters from the Father, uh, and it's really just how you divide them, and uh, usually people put two of them together that I would, I I don't know, it seems to me uh, they more naturally divide than are joined together. So I would say there's 11 letters, and we are on number 7 with That means there's four more to look at before we jump into a topical walk through the book of Proverbs. Chapters 10 through uh, the last chapter will be um, a lot of one-liner statements of wisdom. And I've went through already those, what, 20 or 18 chapters and took all of them that have to do with this topic and tried to figure out something that, okay, what is it saying here, big picture, and all of them that have to go with this topic And so we'll do a few of those topical studies when we get there. Um, Interesting stuff there. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We are in Proverbs 4, in the letters from the Father to the Son. And we will be looking at verses 20 through 29. I want to read it in the offset, and then we will just walk through it tonight, verse by verse. This is what the Word of God says, starting in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all of their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put away devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. In this letter, we find five body parts mentioned. I don't know if you caught, caught that. I saw so many heads go down. I love that. Just means you want to look at the text. Makes me happy. Um, five body parts are mentioned: ears, eyes, a heart, mouth, and feet. And all of them should be submitted to the words of God. Now your ears be attentive. Incline your eyes. Guard your heart. Guide your feet. Chase your mouth. Right. All these things should be our. Our entire anatomy, all that makes us who we are, should be submitted to and focused on the Word of God. This is very similar to the Shema prayer. Uh, If you know this in Israelite history or Old Testament um, studies, um, the Shema uh, would be in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And this was um, hugely important for the Israelites. They, they would pray or recite 
this text out of Deuteronomy 6 multiple times a day. When they would rise in the morning, when they would go to bed at night, and maybe even in the middle of the day, they would recite this. All of Israel had a lot of scripture memorized, but certainly Deuteronomy 6. And I think there are some clear uh, crossovers or similarities between what the Father is saying here in this text and what the Shema is praying as well. I want to read Deuteronomy 6 to you and notice this, just how uh, it, it speaks to your and I's senses. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Yet you shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign to your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You see the crossover. There's a lot of similarities. And I think what we can see there in both of them is that our faith, whether it be Old Testament Israel or New Testament Christians, our faith following Yahweh is not a slice of the pie kind of faith, is it? It's not a partial faith. It's not a off on the weekends kind of faith, right? Closed on Monday kind of faith. It's a, it's a faith that is holistic and all the time affecting every ounce of my being, not just partially it, call, it calls for total adherence and submission. What you look at is affected by your faith. What you listen to is affected by your faith. What you think about even is affected by your faith. What you talk about is affected by your faith. What you go to and involve yourself with is affected by your, your faith. And isn't that obviously carried over to the New Testament? Paul says that our living sacrifice given to God every day is committing our whole bodies to Him, right? Romans 12.1, if you are one that grew up memorizing like Bible verses or memory verses, Romans 12.1 was probably one of them. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, all of it, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. And so, um, we're going to walk through each one of those, but I want you to, firstly, notice this Roughly the center of this letter, from 20 to 29, roughly the center of this letter, um, it's close at least, is the last part of verse 21 to verse 23. I want to look at it one more time with you, and you can kind of see it, it dials in on a part in verse 22. So in verse 21, it says, keep them within your heart for their life. And in verse 23, keep your heart for from, for from it springs the life. Do you see the similarities in 21 and 23? And right there in the middle, you'll find them and healing to all of their flesh. So following the Word of God with our eyes, with our ears, with our mouths, with our hands, with our feet, with our hearts, it brings healing to our flesh. 
That, that's, that's what the Father wants the Son to see. Not only that He is to adhere to the Word of God entirely in His life, but actually that it's to His benefit if He does. You see that? That full submission is not for our torture. So many people say, oh, Christianity is just a killjoy. <laughs> You've ever heard that? People are no fun. <laughs> you have so many rules. You don't get to enjoy life and live it up. No, the, the, the Word of God is not a killjoy. No, it's actually to our benefit that God would lead us the way He does. Think about it. I mean, it's so similar to, right, whenever you're raising a child. Like, I think about Judah. I'll tell him to not do something and instead divert his attention. <laughs> Look, a butterfly, go do that. You know, and don't do this, go do that. And he might at first cry because he really wants that thing. And, but I know and he knows it's for his benefit if he doesn't go where that thing is, whether it be because danger is over there or it's not a good habit for him to form, whatever it is. I know what's best for him. Don't entertain yourself over there. Go over here. And it's not for a killjoy that I'm going to say don't do that and do this. It's for your benefit. Right? And so it is with our Father to us as children. It's for our benefit and the healing to our flesh if we are to follow Him with all of our body. So let's consider these things and how we are to follow God with the entirety of our body. Firstly, we see in verse 20 that our ears must be attentive to the Word of God. Our ears must be attentive. He says, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. So we learn from that that our ears, well, first off, our ears just naturally will perk up to something that's important to us, right? Our ears are tuned in and dialed to things that we care about. It's weird. You can be sitting in a restaurant and all these tables are talking and even the people at your own table are talking. But as soon as if somebody two tables away says something and there's like a key word that matters to you, you look over and now you're eavesdropping, right? Our ears are tuned to things we care about. I was trying to take a nap this afternoon. I was wiped out from this morning, and my, uh, my cat was laying at my feet, and a bird chirped. She perked up, right? Shot up. And uh, it's because she, she cares about wanting to go chase that bird. Whenever I want a package in the mail, and I just can't wait for whatever that is I bought from Amazon, and you know, I'm waiting for two-day shipping, I'm just dying. Anytime I hear brakes squealing, I'm looking out the window, right? You know what I'm talking about? Our ears are tuned to things we care about. And so knowing that the Word of God is a lifeline for you and I, knowing that the Word of God is essential for you and I, we should always be listening for it being spoken to us in our life. So this means the things that we listen to should go along with and shouldn't be contrary to the Word of God. It should be supplemental and bolster the Word of God in our lives. So that means the conversations we have with people should be helping and not detracting from the Word of God being spoken to us. Right? The sermons we listen to, the teachings we listen to, the news anchors on TV that we'll listen to in the morning. 
the talk shows that we listen to on our morning drive radio, right? Remember whenever I was working a, for a lawn care company in high school? That environment's typically not suitable for Christian talk, right? And, uh, but I remember we, I would sit in the back of the truck as we were driving to the job site, and they would listen to this talk show. I don't even know what it was, but some talk show, and it was crude, there's a lot of crude talking, vulgar language, and uh, I remember eventually I just put in my headphones. I was going to mow with headphones anyway, and so I would just put in my headphones early while we were driving and uh, just listen to music that was better for my soul, right, than listening to that garbage. <laughs> we need to tune our ears to the Word of God and those things which point us to the Word of God. But not only our eyes need to be attentive, or sorry, our ears need to be attentive, but our eyes need to be fixed. Not just ears attentive, but our eyes fixed on the Word of God. That's verse 21. Let, let them not escape from your sight. He's talking about His Word. Let it not be escaping our sight. Uh, Brett and Lisa Smith have a pool at their house. And Sarah and I went over there some time ago. We were sitting there talking with them. And uh, though I was trying to give my attention to conversation with the adults, my eyes were fixed on Judah playing outside. Right? They could just be talking, and I would be talking to them. <laughs> They're over here. I'm talking to them, but I'm staring at him out the window. Right? Why is that? Because I know if my eyes were to leave him for a split second, tragedy could strike right? My eyes were fixed on him because I knew it was essential that my eyes not deviate from what was most vital to look at in that moment. I think in the same way, we need to see how vital it is to look at God's Word and keep our eyes focused on it and how detrimental it can be to our spiritual health if we start looking elsewhere and entertain other things with our eyes. I mean, isn't Jesus saying that when he hyperbolically says, if your, eyes cause you to, your eye caused you to sin, pluck it out. It's vital. It's crucial that we are regularly looking to, what are my eyes fixed on? Are they causing me to look to Jesus or are they causing me to look to sin? So this, of course, applies when it comes to looking at our screens right? What are we looking at on the internet? Are the TV shows we're watching? It's been something Sarah and I have had a lot of conversations about, right? Not, um, there's so many movies, TV shows that aren't pornographic, but certainly not wholesome for the eyes, for a Christian, right? Matters what we're looking at movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, the magazines we read and flip through. Let not the Word of God escape your sight or the things that point you to the Word of God. So not only should our eyes, our ears be attentive, our eyes fixed, but also our heart should be holding the Word of God. It says in verse 21 through 23, keep these words within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all of their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance. 
for from it flow the springs of life. The heart is the most important for the Father. The Father cares most about the heart. Yes, He wants His Son to to, be attentive with His ears and be fixated with His eyes, but He cares mostly about His heart. More than the ears, more than the eyes, more than the mouth, more than the feet, He cares about the heart. I can say that confidently for two reasons. Firstly, we know He cares mostly about the heart because what Solomon the Father says, from the heart flows the springs of life. The heart's the source that the ears and the eyes and the feet and the mouth operate. They only operate because the heart's beating, right? In war, if you think about history, in war, it's a common tactic to target the enemy's supply, right? If there's a key export city that's pumping out supplies and food to the citizens of that nation, conquer that city, you've conquered the supply, they can't live much longer, right? It's a tactic in war, but I think it's also a tactic of the enemy. If the enemy can, can contaminate your heart, the spring through which everything else is living, contaminate your heart, he's already won the war against your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. The Father cares most about the heart. We also know this, not only because it flows the springs of life, but we also know this because the structure of the letter itself, the heart is at the center. You see that? He speaks about the ears and the eyes, and then the heart. And then he goes to the mouth and the feet. Two on this side, two on that side, fixated in the center is the heart. You know, in hunting, what do you aim for? Aim for the heart. Why? Well, maybe not. I, I'm, a, I'm asking that, and then I look to hunters. I'm like, is that right? I hope that's right. <laughs> but why would that be? You kill that organ, all the, all the other organs will fail. All the other organs will fail. So Solomon's instruction to his son is, you've got to keep your heart protected. When he says, keep your heart, keep your heart with all vigilance. What he's saying is, guard your heart, protect your heart more than anything else, guard that. Yesterday I was uh, helping somebody pack up a U-Haul. I'm going to be driving them across the country uh, starting tomorrow, and I was loading up their U-Haul all day yesterday, and I was careful with all boxes and everything that was, you know, I just want to, of course, be careful with their things, but they, they did, they walked me to specifically their prized possession, this thing they cared about so much, and it was this four by four, um, uh, it was plywood base, four by four, uh, Wild West Village, that they had created, like little houses, and you know, there was a river down the middle, and, and trees, and all these things, and it, it, was, it was elegant, it was truly amazing uh, that, they, that he created that, uh, with like paper mache, and all these different things, I mean, it was just truly incredible, 
And he's like, this is the most important thing for me that this gets over there intact. Nothing else matters to me as much as this thing. And so I took it really seriously. We went and got tie-down straps. We tied it down, and then we took up pieces of uh, ply, uh, um, plywood, and we boxed it in in the, um, in the moving truck and drilled these walls together so nothing can, no boxes can topple over on top of it. So now it's walled in and ratchet-strapped in, and it's wrapped in blankets. I mean, it is encased. Nothing. Unless I roll that truck, nothing's happening to that thing. To the Father, that's the heart. Take care of the other boxes, yes. Do due diligence for the other boxes, but protect the heart above all else. So he says, not only that we need to be attentive with our ears, be fixated with our eyes, holding it with our hearts. Also, our mouths must be speaking the Word of God, too. Our mouths must be speaking it. Verses 24 and 25. He says, put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Now, I'm not going to spend a long time in on this one just because uh, words and our speech are a huge theme in the book of Proverbs. And so we're, we're going to spend a whole Sunday night later this summer just on words matter and how should we use our words, right? So that's a huge theme in Proverbs, so we'll get to that. I, I'll spend a long time then on that topic. But for now, I want to say that the way that we speak, whether good or bad, for good or for ill, how we speak indicates to others how close we are to God. Oftentimes, it's one of the first things that will really communicate to them how close you are to God. When they strike up a conversation, that's a witness, the words you speak. And I'm not just saying whether or not you cuss or not, and curse or not. Right? That's certainly part of it, but that is, again, that's a slice of the pie when it comes to wholesome speech. Right? You can abstain from cussing or cursing and still be really hateful with your language, can't you? You ever heard of that person? Like, they didn't say technically any inappropriate words, but they were spitting venom at me the whole time, right? In a very proper way. <laughs> so it's not just about cursing. Our words should be kind and intentionally wholesome. They should include sincere compliments, kind gestures, just really wanting to bless people, not just with our hands, but with our speech. Right. It's in Ephesians where Paul really drives this home. Ephesians 4.29, he says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. That's the kind of speech that we should be using. As, it is, as fits the occasion, 
that it may give grace to those who hear it. Or Ephesians 5, 4, just a few verses later, let there be no filthy, filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there just be thanksgiving. I think it's so easy for us to abstain from cursing or being hateful in our speech, abstain from those things, and yet gather with our friends and make crude jokes. I think it's easy for a lot of people. That's something that's not always thought about in uh, how a Christian and their witness should be displayed in their speech. But our speech should be entirely wholesome, godly. So, our ears must be attentive to the Word of God. Our eyes must be fixed on the Word of God. Our hearts must be holding the Word of God. Our mouths must be speaking the Word of God. And lastly, our feet must be walking according to the Word of God. Verse 26 and 27, the last two verses. Ponder the path of your feet, then all of your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Our feet must be walking according to the Word of God. And to do this, we must follow two things. The two commands He gives us. Right? Firstly, we need to pay careful attention to the path that we're walking on. Always assessing, where am I walking right now? I was at my parents' house two weeks ago in Kearney. I was walking in their backyard and I saw about 10 or 15 feet out from me a pile of leaves and in it was this tan, long, about four feet, kind of inside the leaves, kind of outside, and it was just laying there. And I ran the other way. No, I didn't. I, I started approaching slowly because I was like, I don't think that's a snake, but I certainly don't want to be wrong and just walk casually right up to it. And so I like, well, you know, kind of just looking at all angles and and I went up, and it was, just a, it was just a thick rope. And I was like, okay, <laughs> wasted two minutes of my life there. You know what I mean? Like walking perimeter and, you know, <laughs> just a rope. But how much better that than me just being careless and just walking right up? Because what if it wasn't a rope, right? Be careful and attentive to the path that we're walking on. So for, for us, when it comes to spiritually, how does that analogy fit? you and I in our walks with Jesus. Well, we should be regularly looking at the habits that we're forming, right? The path that we're walking down. Our life is made of habits, and our habits are the paths that we're walking. So we need to be regularly looking at our habits, and as we look at the habits that we're forming, we need to be seeing or noticing any signs of spiritual danger, any snakes on the path. Are we too busy, regularly so, that we're not studying Scripture much? Are we too fast-paced that we're not working prayer in enough? Are we investing ourselves so much in one thing that we can't give time to family or investing in friends? Right? These things are important. May we regularly Pay careful attention to the paths that we're walking. But also, t- 
to not swerve off the narrow path when we see that we're on it. Right? He says, ponder the path of your feet. So assess your path regularly. But then also when you're on the path, verse 27, don't swerve off of it. And we only know what that narrow path is and what swerving off of it looks like by reading this. Right? This will tell you what the narrow path is and what it looks like to swerve off of it. So, I want to say one last thing about this proverb, this uh, letter in Proverbs. Solomon was intentional with the order which he lists the body parts. That sounds strange. But I think he was intentional in the order that he gave. The first two speak of our lives' input. He speaks of our ears and our eyes. He speaks about eyes later as well, but he starts with eyes early on. So he speaks about the things that we have input with, our ears, the things we listen to, and our eyes, the things that we look at. And then right there in the middle again is our heart, the things where when we bring it in, where it goes to. And then the last two, our mouth and our feet, are the output. Right? Stuff that we let out. <clears throat> so he starts with things that come in, go to our heart, and things that come out from us in our mouths and in our feet. Again, I think this should teach us that God's Word should shape all of us. All the things that we take in, all the things that we hold dear, and all the things that we demonstrate outwardly to others, people. All of it need to be shaped by God's Word. That's a hard task, and it certainly takes the Holy Spirit. But it also takes the church, doesn't it? To be able to follow this well, we need one another to help us do that. I think I have it phrased on the screen. We need the whole body of Christ to keep holy our body for Christ. It took me a while to write. <laughs> we need the whole body of Christ to keep holy our body for Christ. When we are immersed in community, godly community, they will speak Jesus to our ears. They will display Jesus to our eyes. They will pour Jesus into our hearts. They will help us speak Jesus with our mouths. And they will catch us when our feet slip off the path. We need the body of Christ if we want our body to be holy for Christ. And so, I love that you're here tonight. I think Sunday night is a great way to just grow an intimate fellowship. Um, but continue to. Invest yourself into the family here at Emmanuel. Take time and invest in people that you see on Sunday mornings that you don't know. I love to see, I saw um, some of you coming and talking and introducing yourselves. Glenda did that this morning and just introducing yourself. And I know so many other people do that um, just to say, I don't think I've ever met you before. That's how we fuse our lives with one another. And it really is an investment into your spiritual life to keep you holy in your living for God. So let's keep doing that. Let me pray for us this evening.
Thanks for listening to today's sermon. If you live in or near Bethany, Missouri, we invite you to join us for our worship services held on Sunday morning and Sunday evenings, as well as our various activities on Wednesday nights. For more information on how you can get involved, visit our website at bethanyibc.com. 